It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Jazz fans? It's time for a Take Note Thursday episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and before we get to our show, make sure to go to social media right now, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and search for at the T-H-E Hive, H-I-V-E, sports. And you can stay up to date on all of the news, all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. So we really appreciate you doing that, and also if you can leave a five-star rating and review on on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening there. Um, we just appreciate you subscribing to, on Apple, following on Spotify. Uh, that just helps it get in your feed. So every Thursday, you know, it's it's easy. It's easier than getting a reminder in your um, if you, especially if you have notifications on. Then every Thursday you'll get a notification on your phone saying, "Hey, there's a new Take Note Thursday." jazz podcast and what's better than listening to about the jazz right that's that's one of the main teams if not the main team we cover in the beehive state the the one the main pro team uh no disrespect to rsl we have some great content on for rsl sundays so mls is great but but yeah the jazz has been around for the longest since 1979 and they've just been amazing to cover so this week we're going to just cover the win streak since the All-Star break, the Jazz are doing great. We'll dive into those wins. And we will look at a little bit of analysis on on the the best offense in the NBA or, or, or possibly in NBA history, as the Athletic is calling the Jazz, and maybe why that offense has been, been unable to do it in the, in the playoffs. Um, and then last but not least, we will look at the best players since the All-Star break and where does Donovan Mitchell rank, especially scoring-wise. So it's all coming up on a Take Note Thursday episode of the Hive Sports Podcast for March 2nd, 2022. All right, so let's get into it. I'm just fresh off of a Jazz win, albeit a... Is, is it possible to be frustrated <laughs> during a win because... This win, I was just kind of relaxing, watching it like, oh, this is great. Donovan's playing well. The, the Jazz are playing well. They're up by double digits for a lot of the game. And then I blinked. Look at the score. A couple minutes left. Like the, here come the Rockets, just charging back. And we we had some good shots. We had a couple missed free throws down the stretch. But then um, the, it seemed like the Rockets were really trying to switch and get. Rudy Gobert guarding on the perimeter, and I don't think this was entirely Rudy Gobert's fault. Um, for those of you who don't know, yeah, I'm talking about the Wednesday night game in in Houston that that I'm just recording it just right after. But you'll probably hear this on Thursday, and hopefully I have some time to simmer down. But um, but yeah, the Rudy Gobert got caught at the top of the key. Um, Christian Wood made a 28 foot three-point jumper he did a little, a little fake just created some separation and got it off and, and and Rudy is a good defender I'll give him credit but it is hard like he's most valuable underneath he he, he has 
um, had situations where he's been good on the perimeter, but it just depends. Um, Christian Wood is very athletic and got open. And to be honest, the Jazz should have fouled him because you're up three with three seconds left. I'd rather do that, do that and foul him than just let him tie. I, the, the one thing I said when you're up three, it's like <laughs> no threes, right? But he he made the three, and it went to overtime. And I heard a stat. Somebody said since like 2018, the Jazz have lost like 11 straight overtime games. I can think of a lot of them. Like I, I remember the Nuggets a couple times and the bubble. So um, just glad we got the monkey off our back and won an overtime game. The Jazz won win this game 132 to 127. Uh, even though Donovan Mitchell had the, the high points, he, he got a lot of those early. But in the clutch, I mean, everybody was going after Donovan. Donovan was driving. But then he kicked it out to Conley several times. And those kickouts led to some buckets by by Conley, which was which was awesome, especially in overtime. You see, um so 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 they it starts out not good. They hit three free throws. But then yeah, then there was a couple of other free throws. Um Christian Wood made one of two. But then Don Mitchell makes a an and one layup and makes the free throw. Then he then he makes a three, so he's gone, right? But but then here here come the the Rockets and and the, and the Rockets uh go up by a point. But then Don Mitch or Mike Conley now makes a twenty six foot three pointer. And then um just thirty one seconds later he makes a twenty three foot three pointer off of a Don Mitchell assist. On one of them, Donovan Mitchell was just falling, and as he was falling, he kicked it out to Conley for the right corner. So, really impressive to see what Conley was able to do. And then he made some free throws down the stretch just to keep us at bay. So, I'm really, I'm really impressed with Conley. I was laughing at myself. I, I, I retweeted. I like so many Jazz fans. I overreact sometimes, right? So when I don't know if you guys remember, but Conley started off with a very dismal shooting percentage in his first game or two with the Jazz. I remember when he finally made like a free throw or like a shot, he just like gave himself a clap. And then like the fans just like, like kind of laughed with him. I was like, finally got the monkey off my back. So I think it was like one for 21 or something crazy. And then he was like four for something. And then he finally got it clicking. And, and sometimes when, I mean, he was with the Grizzlies for so many years, so it took him a while to get things clicking, but, he, he, I, I have repented for um my obsessively tracking how bad his stats were at first because he really proved us wrong. Like he's the reason we won. I, as much as as good as Donovan was in the clutch, it's tough because everybody's going after Donovan and and shadowing him. So other guys got to step up. And Conley is a guy that that can make buckets in the clutch. So. If Conley's healthy, I, I I like what this to see what this Jazz team can do. Um, really great performance overall. Let's let's just look at the numbers for the other players. Rudy Gobert matched his jersey in points, so 27 points. So he is a dominant center in, in this game. The other team, Green, I think that's Jalen Green. Yeah, he had 27 points, led the way for the Rockets. Uh, Rudy had a a double double. So did Mitchell actually. He had ten assists and thirty seven points. And Gobert had seventeen rebounds to go along with with his twenty seven points. 
Um, so also Bogey had 18 points, so he was the other starter in. Oh yeah, and and then Conley got yeah, 15 points, double figures. But I would venture to guess that a lot of his points were made like late, like overtime. I think he had like eight, at least eight or nine points. So so good to see. And then Clarkson 14 points off the bench. So overall, great win by the Jazz. I thought I'd break this one down since it's freshest in our minds. Jazz dominated the glass, 49 to 35. So that that made up for some struggles. Um. I don't know where where was it that we struggled. Our three point percentage wasn't great, but but the Rockets were amazing in regulation. They hit twenty one of fifty one free uh three pointers. They kind of cooled off during overtime, so that was that was interesting. To see how it unfolded, but just proud of the Jazz for finding a way to eke out a close win over a team that's not good. The Rockets are fifteen and forty seven. The Jazz now improved to thirty nine and twenty two. And some fans are already like maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we have a little bit bit of an easy stretch coming up for for a while, and and we're thinking I, I can't remember who tweeted it, but somebody said maybe a double digit win streak is on the horizon. I know I think the Jazz franchise record is about a fourteen or fifteen game win streak, so I don't know if we get that good of a one, but I mean thirty nine and twenty two that puts us. So we we played 61 games, right? And so we have 21 games left. So if we were to win all our games, we'd get to 60 wins. I, th- I think we're somewhere in the 50s, but um, yeah. But we started off March great. Um, we started off the road trip great, right? We um, well, well, we beat the Mavericks at home, right? Um, that, that That's one we haven't quite talked about yet. So yeah, let's talk about it. So... Coming off the All-Star game, and, and there was a Jazz loss to the Lakers before the All-Star game. The Jazz really got after it. Um, despite Luka Doncic scoring 23 and, and Powell scoring 22, the, the Jazz won off of a 33-point outburst from Mitchell. We'll talk about a little bit more about his scoring a little bit later. But um, Rudy Gobert's defense was great. He draped over, over Doncic. There was some complaining about a foul, but... Rudy was saying after the game, like, look, Donkic pushes off all the time, and I didn't think there was enough contact to, to call a foul. Like, maybe he grazed his arm a bit, but, but I don't know. If Luca's push, pushing out that much, I almost feel like it, like it seems like it's okay to swallow your whistle a little bit. Like, say, let, maybe you don't call it for either person. Like, okay, if, if you, you're going to push and Rudy's going to graze your arm, like, you guys just settle it like men, and, and no blood, no foul. Let's see who, who wins, so... Gobert really pr- proved that he he is the defensive player of the year. He he can guard out on the perimeter. Um, a lot of some people were trolling LeBron because I mean LeBron got got scored on repeatedly by Luca and and Gobert just wasn't having it. He wasn't letting Luca do that to him. And and so that was that was a good win. But also the Suns uh, on Sunday. ABC, I'm telling you, that was like my extra hour of church there, because after church, I was like dialed into to the Jazz game, right? The the, the Jazz, that, that was a big win over the, the number one team currently in the Western Conference. I, I know Chris Paul was down, but that's still a tough team to beat. Um, Mitchell led the way with 26 points in that game. Clarkson had 22 off the bench. Uh, Gobert, another double-double, 16 
points, 14 rebounds. I just think over overall, I I feel like that this this team played well. Just 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 from the start to finish, they 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 did well. Um, we hung tough with them. Had a great third quarter, 38 points, but um, kind of kept pace with them in the other quarters. We both tied 32 after the first quarter. And for more details on on these recaps, definitely go to thehivesports.com. Uh, there there it has a little bit in depth of all that happened, but we try to give you the the voice version here on the podcast. So, um, just looking at it, I mean, all 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 three of the Jazz games have ha- have been close, right? About five. What is it? Five points or less. We beat yeah the Mavericks by five, Suns by four, <laughs> and then the. The Rockets by five, so are we looking at something similar? Like, is this gonna happen with the Pelicans? Because if so, like, it's it's stressful because like those those, those te- teams that you know that know that the Jazz are better than you want to see the Jazz win by thirty. You don't want to see oh the Jazz are risking losing because the ball might not bounce your way and you might lose. But just one more quick look at at the Suns. Just there there was some I mean great Mitchell bank shots. I thought that the Jazz, honestly, after beating the number one team in the West, I mean, there's all this love for John Moran, I get it, but but the leading story was just how bad the Lakers have been, and it's just like, come on, the the Jazz are playing well and deserve to be recognized, SportsCenter. I, I love watching SportsCenter, top 10 plays, all that stuff. John Moran was top <laughs> two plays, he had an amazing dunk and an amazing, like, buzzer beater, like, crazy pull-up shot, like, su- super quick. But um, just looking at it, when it counted, down the stretch, uh, Conley made a three, uh, a free throw to ice it with 1.1 seconds left, put the Jazz up by four. So that, that was good. Um, Jay, Jay Crowder, if, if we remember this right, um, the Jazz missed. A, so Jay, Jay Crowder made a, a, a three-pointer to bring it within three, and there was a, a miss. Um, yeah, Jay Crowder committed a, a turnover, right? Yeah, that's what happened. So Donovan Mitchell missed a 27-point um, pull-up jump shot. So so then Jay Crowder gets the defensive rebound, and and he pushes the ball up the court and throws it way over the head of, I believe, Devin Booker, and it goes out of bounds. And, and I mean, that's what happens when you don't have Chris Paul in the lineup. Chris Paul went in was in maybe they call timeout because I I mean time was ticking it was about nine seconds when Mitchell missed that but then um four seconds later uh, Jay Crowder chucked it out of bounds I think Chris Paul as a the floor general would have found a way to get that win but hey we appreciate the former jazz man Jay Crowder helping us with the win and nothing but respect for him he was a good jazz man and um but overall the jazz beat the best team and I mean, no excuses, right? We we had our guys out, but they they still have Devin Booker. Devin Booker led the way with 30 points. Um, Aiton had 23. Cam Johnson had 23. So that that's still a good Suns team that the Jazz beat. Okay, I hope you're as psyched about the Jazz three-game win streak as I am, because uh, I mean, we've had our ups and downs. Like I said, Lakers not looking good, and so a lot of us Jazz fans are laughing, like, how did we lose to this team right before the All Star break? Um, I, I I think you see, if the Jazz play like they did before the All Star break, they would have lost to the Rockets. But 
they were resilient and reaped the benefits. Okay, so now I'm going to just talk about something I read in The Athletic and then a conversation, a follow-up conversation I had on Twitter. So looking at the um, the Twitter, I, I tweet a lot, sorry, I'm going through. So in the power rankings, they they say there's a prediction for the Jazz. They they so so the Jazz are right in the the Athletic ranks them between like the contenders and on the brink of contention, and the Jazz are just kind of on the brink there. They're they're ranked as the fifth best team in the NBA currently. Uh, they're they're showing love to some some of the top Western teams as well well as some Eastern, but their prediction is that the Jazz finished with the best offense in NBA history. So um. Just looking at it, the top seven offensive ratings in NBA history um, happened in in NBA in empty arenas. I mean, it was just a different situation. Um, but it looks like Dallas in twenty twenty had the best offense in NBA history, but Utah was just point three points per one hundred possessions off off of that right now. So if they can catch up, that they could finish with the best offensive rating ever. And so th- this was my reaction. I-, I made this tweet, just sparking conversation, not hating on the Jazz at all, but I'm just one. I'm just asking myself. I'm asking the fans. The Jazz have one of the best offenses in the NBA history. What what's stopping us from winning the title? Was our is our de- is it our defense? Like because I, as good as our offense is, like so- something has kept us from winning, or do we falter with the physicality in the postseason? That that's all the noise that I hear. I'm sure the Jazz fans hear. So I added Tony Jones in the Athletic and was just curious to see what he thought. And and, and he gave a very mature um, a mature response, right? So, and a lot of the you, uh, other Jazz fans are screaming injury too, but this is what Tony Jones said. He said, so if you, for those of you who don't know, he writes for the Athletic and, and he didn't, he doesn't write the power rankings, but he's writes like the main jazz content. So he said the jazz have had one team capable of making a title run since 1998. And that was last year. So basically in Tony's opinion, 2007 jazz didn't really have a chance. Like the Spurs were winning that title, right? They swept baby LeBron. And so, so anyways, Tony continues and he says they didn't get it done because of health and schematic issues. This is their second team capable of making a title run. That story is still being told. So, do the Jazz win a title, yes or no? Like, I don't know if it's this year, but I think a lot of us feel like, I mean, the growing conversation is there has to be some progress, or it could lead to a breakup, right? Maybe Mitchell feels like, you know what, this isn't worth it. Like, we tried with Rudy, and it's just not working, or just not working with the Jazz. Maybe, maybe Mitchell goes out. But, I mean, this is, like Tony is saying, this is, uh, the second time that the Jazz have had a, a legit chance at a title, and I I, I don't know as the four seed, it, I mean either way it's gonna be tough. You to be the best, you gotta beat the best. So I don't know. Like I I hope fans know that I wasn't like trying to. Hey, I know I know s- s- some people are saying, well, wow, Jazz fans just o- overreact so much. Like, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I wasn't meaning to overreact. I was just kind of asking a question to spark the debate, you know. I I think that it's it's a valid valid question. Um, so some of you jazz fans did did have good answers as well. 
um, Justin Durant at G Cowboy five eight eight six says also the league is deeper right than ever. Only one of like five to six great teams get to take home the title. I personally think at full strength they're more than capable, but they can have a historically great offense and not win it all. That's true. I mean, I feel like the best teams in NBA have a top. I mean, usually usually championship teams have like a top ten offense and defense, right? It's just or something close to that. So I feel like the Jazz can have good defense, and the defense outside Gobert isn't that terrible. I know we've talked about it, but when the, I mean they're giving effort. I think Donovan and Danwell House. We we talked about him a little bit, but um, there there was a decision to I can't remember which game it was. I think it was either Suns or um the the Mavericks. But we the the Jazz decided to to kind of finish with him instead of Royce O'Neal. Royce is a bigger body and can get the rebounds, but Danwell House is he 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 can get skinny and um fight fight. I mean I feel like Royce O'Neal tries to power his way through screens, bulldoze. Dan, Danwell House is really is is pretty good at, at getting through and he has the length to to bother people at the rim. So um that that's just a little bit of my of my thoughts. I'd, I I I'm, I'm glad that, that 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 Tony responded and it it really sparked some debate. I mean, t- Tony got 96 likes, so you're welcome Tony for that um little segue. I, the the thing I love about Tony is he he's a passionate writer and he will quote tweet anything that you say and and he's a classy guy he's not gonna like roast you like in this case he had a he had a classy answer so anytime you wanna want some good insight just reach out to Tony Jones and and, and he'll be willing to to help you out with some good jazz insight I, they had a good Q and A podcast for um uh, what's it, his podcast called it's something. Oh yeah, game notes. It's like with, with him and Dave DeFore with for the it's like the Athletics podcast for the Utah Jazz. So so definitely do that. Consider subscribing to the Athletic. It's it's one that I I, I don't subscribe a lot. I, I'm cheap. I like my free content, but the the Athletics one I really like. So definitely keep interacting with Tony and, and the High Sports. Right, we can just have this ecosystem of talking about the Jazz. All right, last thing before we end for the night. I have spent probably more time than I should. I mean, you know, I have a life outside of sports, believe it or not. But um, just looking at the random stats, right? So I was looking at the players that have had 30-point games and how many 30-point games they've had since the All-Star break because I really want to see who comes out of this break looking strong. And Donovan Mitchell is one of the... The, the the best. I, I haven't calculated the total points per game, but Donovan, two out of his three um, games since the All-Star break have been 30-point games. So at this point, most teams have played either two or three games. So one player, I'll let you guess who, I I believe, I, and as I'm talking right now, the, it could have changed, that there might have been a late-night change to the games, but as I can see right now, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is the only player that has had three 30-point games, and oh, our our good friend uh, uh, McCade. A lot of you guys know McCade. He he's he's a fun guy. Don't always agree on on everything, but he one thing I will never fault him on is his stats and just his his passion for the game. He I think he majored in stats in college, but. But he was saying something about Shea Gilgis-Alexander just quietly being really good. I 
sometimes roll my eyes when all the haters out there are like, Shea Gildas Alexander is better than Donovan. But, I mean, currently Shea Gildas, or let's just call him SGA for short. SGA, he is playing at an elite level. I mean, to score 30 points, just it's not an accident that he did it three times. So, he's looking good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his career continues to develop. Maybe he becomes an all-star sometime soon. He's playing for the Thunder. Thunder aren't a great team, so somebody's got to score, right? But, um, yeah, he's 6'6", out of Kentucky. Really good player. So now, I think I'd have to count this. Um, But I have a, a good little list of of players that have scored 30, at least 30 points in the game since the All-Star break. There's, outside of Shade, so there's several that have done two 30-point games. So Tatum... So Jason Tatum, DeRozan, Donovan Mitchell now has two as of yeah tonight while I'm recording this. Kyle Kuzma, the former Ute, has two. So any of the Ute fans out there, that's kind of cool to see. Uh, Joel Embiid has two. Devin Booker has two. Trey Young has two. John Morant has two. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Plus Shea, so two, two or more. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of players in the NBA that are doing this what Donovan did. And so looking at this, let, let, let's look at the point totals, right? Because Donovan was only a couple points off 30 on, on the one night he didn't get it, right? If we look at the game log, right? He scored 37 points. So lo- love, love that number. And then he had 26 points in the win over Phoenix, 33 points um, against the Mavericks. And even before that, he was balling out. He had um, two 30-point games, one against, and a loss to the Lakers, and then a win over the Rockets, he had 30, so he's just done really well. E- even on, back, way back on February 7th, and a win over the Knicks, he had 32 points, so he's just, he's been having a lot of good games, like, he might have the occasional off game, like, in that game where they won over the Warriors, they were already winning by a ton, he had just 14 points, but most of the time, he'll get over 20, and He's finding more often than not lately to score over 30. So, um, I would say him, and then I mean, John ja Morant. I mean, you 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 can debate some of these other ones because some of these other guys have had a couple 30 point games since the All Star break. But I I mean, Don Donovan is really carrying the offense on a, a, a Jazz team that's good. But I mean, Donovan is the main offensive weapon, and and he's just finding the ways to to score for this team. I I think like um John Morant, Donovan, and then yeah maybe say Gildas Alexander. Uh, we will give him credit. Statistically, he's doing great. I don't know if long term he'll be better than Mitchell. The jury's still out. He's still young, got some chance to prove himself. But just for fun, we have a couple minutes before we hit our half hour limit and have to wrap up. But like Jason Tatum. How how good were his last three games since the All-Star break? Um, he had 33 points just on Tuesday, and then he had 24 points, 26 points. Wait, did, did he? Okay, so before the... Yeah, after, see, he's played four games since the All-Star break. So let's pump the brakes and see. After Donovan Mitchell plays his fourth game on Friday, we'll, 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 we can kind of compare apples apples to orange apples to apples right um and just and just see after that many games 
Because he had 38, 26, 24, and then now 33. So, good for Tatum. I know DeRozan has quietly been really good. Um, John Morant, yeah, I will say he's an MVP candidate. I respect, and he deserves the love. I mean, but remember, who who won in the playoffs last year? Gentlemen's sweep, Jazz, right? So, just just remember that. For all those who want to hate on the Jazz, right? We're We're a good team. The thing is, so DeRozan had two 30-point games, but they they lost they've lost a couple, right? Um, they lost on the 26. Let's see, when's their next game? So so the Bulls lost on the 28, 26. They won on the 24th and 20th. So he he had a 37, 31-point game, but they, but that was sandwiched in between 18 and 10-point games. So not. I mean, I wouldn't put DeRozan right now. He's not as hot as Donovan currently is. Let's look at the former U, Kyle Kuzma, right? And one of these guys, by the way, I think there was a guy that went off for like 50 points. Um, John Morant had a good night. So so some of these guys had a career night, even if it was just one 30-point game. But looking at the whole body of work, we we got to do that, right? So Kyle Kuzma, just pulling up his stats here. And he had 21 points just on Tuesday, but then he also had a 34 and 36 point night. So, yeah, and then and then first Brooklyn, he had only five points. So, I just need to see more consistency before on these other people before I'm willing to put him on a pedestal with Donovan. So, okay, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Trey Young, they're they're good players, and they're gonna try try to drop 30 on some nights when when they're feeling it too. So. Like, Joel Embiid, he's an MVP candidate for a reason, right? And they're 3-1 and one since the break. The thing is, the Jazz are undefeated. But Joel Embiid, oh, has he had... Okay, that's including the All- on the All-Star. In the All-Star game, Joel Embiid had 36 points. But remember, Steph had 50. So, I mean, Steph pretty, was pretty hot at the All-Star game. But Joel Embiid has been undefeated since the All-Star game. 34, 37, and 27. So, I put... Joel Embiid up up there, um, Devin Booker head to head. I'll I'll give Donovan the edge, then Trey Young and John Morant. So I would do a without even looking. I know that Trey Young is legit. So I'd say Trey Young, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Shea Gilgeous Alexander. Those are the hot players to watch right now. And let's see how they keep heating up. Maybe I'll continue to track this stat. I I like I like being a stat head sometimes. You know. We we have fun. I I try to joke around or like to think I'm funny sometimes, but like to deep get nerdy sometimes and deep dive into numbers. This has been an, an awesome Take Note Thursday podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope to to interact with you more. Let's get some Q and A. Maybe we can get a live Q and A. Get some of you on on the podcast sometime. But until then, take note and and let's let's keep the train rolling. Just real quick before we leave, let me tell you who the Jazz are are playing. Uh, at Pelicans on Friday, at at Thunder, and then at Mavs, and then and then we host uh, the Trailblazers at 8 p.m. on ESPN on Wednesday. So I'm gonna have a late night recording or early morning. We'll see how I'm feeling, but um, four games to, to talk about. So excited to talk about next week. But again, take note and hope hope to talk about 
four Jazz wins next. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.